It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Well, and good evening and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland podcast. How is everybody doing on this Monday evening? Let me try to find my fun. Oh, here's my intro to space music. I know you guys like this. Um, Yeah, well, hey, it's a Monday. I know we love Mondays, don't we? Lots of things happening, though, with the Cleveland Brownies as they get an early start to this offseason. We got a lot of things going on just in sports in general. The uh, NFL has come up with their AFC Championship games coming up this uh, next weekend. We're going to see the uh, Ratbirds of Baltimore um, hosting a AFC Championship game. Yuck. Awful. Ugly. Despicable. I couldn't even turn on the guy refuse to watch I don't I refuse to watch the Ratbirds I just don't you know I won't turn it on um I heard from a lot of you who watched the uh, Ratbirds beat the uh, Texans and CJ Stroud <clears throat> but I will re- refuse to watch them and I don't know man I tell you if they they happen to win and get into the Super Bowl I I, I just don't know if I'm gonna watch I you know I like the Super Bowl. I'll watch for the commercials, I guess. But, man, they, that that franchise is just despicable. They stole our franchise, our team, 
And no one's going to change my opinion on that. And I'm sticking to it. Um, I'm John Suchan. I'm host of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. This is part of the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. And we love having you aboard. Thank you for following us here on our network. We've gotten this uh, whole thing going. We got this thing started last late March, April. And now we've completed um, not quite a year yet, but we've made it through a Brown season that was very up and down, uh, exciting in many occasions and despicable and sad and pathetic in others. Uh, I, I'm happy, yes, that the Browns uh, won 11 games. Don't get me wrong. And I know some uh, Browns uh, fans or Browns, uh, other folks who follow the team will say, oh, come on, John. Hey, they were 11 and six. We should be happy. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, but they had opportunities that they let go, um, and didn't take advantage of, of situations. And while we'll look back at this time in this last season as a period that was, you know, a positive, obviously, you know, Kevin Stefanski is doing a lot of things, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing this, uh, uh, playoff, uh, shirt here. It says 2023. If you're listening to the show or if you watch us on uh, YouTube or here on the X. If you listen to us, you can't see the sweatshirt, but it's a a brownie sweatshirt. And thanks to a MacPack design, MacPackDesign.com. Go check them out. They got a lot of Cleveland uh, material things that you can buy, uh, brown stuff. It's really cool thing. But, you know, the sweatshirt says, our land, our year. (laughs) Our land, our year. Oh. Well, our year didn't last but one damn playoff game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much sucked. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to watch Baltimore. Uh, you know, I lived in Kansas. Many of you know this for part of the Johnny Cleveland podcast, if you've listened to me over the years. And uh, I got a lot of friends, or supposed friends, I hope still, um, out there in Kansas. And a lot of them are Chiefs fans. And we've hosted some of them on this podcast in previous years because the chiefs have been to six straight AFC championship games. Yes. Six. That's right. Not one, not two, not four, but six. Patrick Mahomes has never not been in an AFC championship game. So chiefs fans are really, really spoiled. And now we add in the Swifties Taylor Swift, oh my God, gag me with a spoon. I know all of you guys love Taylor and all the great things she's doing in the world. Yes, that's great. But she's ruining the NFL. She's making, I mean, go back and watch the game yesterday. Every time the Chiefs scored a touchdown, they were looking at her or Travis Kelsey's brother, which is far funnier um, <laughs> because he was having a barrel of laughs um, in the stands, in the suites, uh, acting very silly. Go back and watch the highlights of that. But, you know, I don't have anything against Taylor Swift. It's just, the whole thing is just a fiasco. I mean, how long is this going to last? Is this permanent? Is this going to, they're going to have a breakup, you know, when the season ends, the off season? I mean, how does Patrick Mahomes, who sounds like Kermit the Frog, dealing with it? I'm sure he's not real happy that his best friend is dating Taylor Swift. I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes is a very lovely wife and 
I think they have a child on um, arriving soon. Um, anyway, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Have you ever noticed he sounds like Kermit the Frog? Yeah, yeah. Annoying, right? Yeah. Um, so we got the Chiefs battling the Baltimore Ratbirds. I will not cheat, uh, be rooting for either one of these teams outwardly. Maybe a little bit just because my friends are Chiefs fans, but that's the only reason. And I'm really sick of seeing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and now Swift. Um, ugh. So, and then the other NFC playoff game, you got the San Francisco 49ers. Blah. Brock Purdy. I think when I ever hear Brock Purdy's name, I think of uh, Purdue um, turkeys. The Purdue Turkey, uh, I think of him sitting on a farm, you know, raising chickens or uh, <laughs> turkeys. <laughs> Brock Purdy, not a very good quarterback. I mean, he was, he's been lucky and San Francisco sucks and they're not the best team in the football and the Browns beat San Francisco. The Browns beat Baltimore even makes me more sick, um, but they're playing the ball or they're playing the Detroit. Tigers. No, not the Tigers. The Lions. Rawr. The Lions. Yes. The, the te- Another team that's never been to a Super Bowl. And my colleague Steve Gill with Dog Pound South is not very happy about that if Detroit gets to a Super Bowl because that's one more team that's got into the Super Bowl than our Brownies who have never been to one and we're in year 58 of Super Bowls. God. Isn't that depressing? Really, think about it. I mean, 58 years. 58 years and the Browns have not been to a Super Bowl. Damn. It's awful. And then we heard, um, yeah, our leader, not the coach, Steady Eddie, but Andrew Barry, a general manager, who had his yearly press conference um, talking about moving forward. Yep, we're going to reload like Steve Gill, my buddy, says. It's true. We need to reload. But, um, you know, all these other teams are getting there and the Browns are just blowing opportunity after opportunity. And we paid $230 million for a quarterback that's really not been very productive to this point. Maybe that'll change next season. We can always hope there's always next year the battle cry of the Cleveland Browns. So Andrew Barry talked a lot about this and that and the other thing. He talked about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, yes. Um, he talked about respecting him 10 times, and now it's 20 times more that he respects him. And certainly they plan on trying to bring or bring him back after he's been rehabbing, as he described, doing two-a-days in his rehab. Nick Chubb is a special, special human being uh, and a great football player. <laughs> and the Browns certainly um, are looking forward to getting Nick Chubb back, and I think that looks like that's going to happen. We'll see how he progresses. I think, I mean, just from an outsider, not knowing anything about anything when it comes to uh, injury recovery, I'm telling you, Nick Chubb's going to be there day, day one. Week one, he will be on the field and he will play. And I'll, I'll say it right now. He'll have a 100, 100 yard rushing game and he'll score two touchdowns. There you go. By the way, Diet Coke, it's a great. Um, beverage um i don't know if diet cook anybody listening but 
Uh, by the way, again, I, like I mentioned before, MacPackDesign.com. Check them out. They sell a great amount of uh, gear, apparel, uh, Cleveland gear, and even to remind us that 2023, that the Browns did make it to the playoffs for like a, minise- a millisecond, uh, and then they got blown out by the Houston Texans. The Browns, you know, that game still is... The Browns' defense was not very good in big moments this year. We've talked about it a lot on this show. And some of you out there, yes, they were ranked number one. But they're scoring, they're allowing 30 points on the road and only 13 points at home. Something was wrong with that defense. And what the hell were they doing in that playoff game? People have talked about what the Ratbirds did to Houston. Why couldn't we have done that? I didn't watch the highlights because I refused to watch the Ratbirds. But why couldn't we have beaten Houston? Yeah, I know the game was in Houston. I know the Browns were on the road. I get all that. I don't get it. It's almost like it was scripted. It was like somebody was writing the script and saying, okay, Houston's going to go on to the next round. We're going to talk a lot about C.J. Stroud and the Browns defense that's been playing pretty well and uh, they're just going to fall flat. Where was Miles Garrett? I'm sorry, that's right. He was injured and he's been struggling. Um, ugh, just a lot, a lot. And don't get me started. I always talk about people mentioning the secondary. Martin Emerson really was disappointing. The The most disappointing was uh, Greg Newsom, who just is all talk. So we got the playoff games coming up. So the Browns, in the meantime, uh, Stefanski, even though they scored a bunch of points and had Flacco mania. They decided to fire everybody. Uh, Alex and Pelt and uh, Stump Mitchell and their tight end uh, coach. And now they got this. Uh, they've, they've brought back. Well, they've hired. It sounds like today. I'm just looking on my handy dandy phone here. Um, they they brought in. Uh, oh, what's the kid's name? Uh, we got um, Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese, yes, uh, used to be a uh, from Notre Dame, and I know Joel Cade, our left guard, who does the "What the Elf was that?" is very excited about this hiring. He'll be the new Browns tight end coach. He was also buddies with Ken Dorsey, uh, former quarterback of the Brownies, too, on that long list of Browns quarterbacks, who's also been an offensive coordinator of various places since. Could Ken Dorsey come back? Um. But we know Reese, Tommy Reese, will be coming as the tight end, the new tight end coach. Apparently, he's 31 years old. He was the offensive coordinator of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama's now become, I'm sorry, Alabama's now the Ohio State University as every player from Alabama has transferred to Ohio State since Nick Saban retired. Um, And that damn college portal, which is ruining college sports across the globe, um, every Alabama player has transferred to Ohio State, which here in Columbus, Columbus faithful and the f- fans of Ohio State, the Ohio State, are now just you know over the moon. They can't wait for to win a national championship, and that's all we talk about here in Columbus is the Ohio State. Um, we'll see. I don't like Ryan Day. I mean, maybe with some more athletes. Not that they didn't have enough. I'm not a big Ryan Day fan. I don't think that he's a great coach. 
We'll see what happens as Alabama has brought their entire team to Ohio State and transferred. Just kidding. Um, speaking of Ohio State, before I leave uh, the Ohio State, uh, Caitlin Clark of Iowa, or Katie Clark, is that her name? She plays hoops for the, the women's team on Iowa Hawkeyes, like the one of the best players in college basketball. Um, they played the Ohio State women's team in basketball Sunday, and apparently Ohio State, well, they came back and won that game against Iowa in double overtime. Very exciting. And, and I'm very ex- happy that uh, it was a good game. I'm not a real fan of the Ohio State women's basketball team. And the reason I'm not a big fan is it goes back to my connection with the Ohio State basketball team um, from several years ago. My daughter did not play for Ohio State. She played for Buffalo, the Buffalo B- Bills, Bulls, not Bills, <laughs> Bulls. And this was back in 20, I'm let me think here, 2016, the 2015-2016 season. I don't even remember the players on the Ohio State basketball women's team back then, but they used to play their games at the old St. John's Arena. And the Buffalo Bulls, which is the college team for the University of Buffalo, um, they got into the tournament. My, my daughter and her, her team, Buffalo, got into the NCAA tournament. First time that Buffalo had done that in many years. They um, won uh, the MAC tournament up there in Cleveland at the what is currently the Rocket Mortgage uh, Fieldhouse in a dramatic fashion, overtime game themselves. Anyhow, they win that game. They go to the first round of the playoffs, and the first round was held at the Ohio State at the old St. John's Arena. And let me tell you, and I live here in Columbus now, and I know some of you might be Columbus faithful or fans of Columbus. I'm not a real fan of the Ohio State. Never was. Even growing up, I grew up north toward Cleveland. Was never a big fan of Columbus or Ohio State. And so with this game was just another example of that because the fan base at the Ohio State, uh, they're in this particular game and many other instances, They're very, very over the top, um, thinking that they are the best university of all time and nobody can compete with them. And that's that was the case in this contest between Ohio State and Buffalo. Um, The game was not very close. It was close uh, first quarter. Actually, Buffalo had a lead in that game. But just the fan base and the attitude amongst fans, young and old, um, dissing on young uh, college athletes even back, this is 10 years ago, was just alarming and just just the amount of disrespect. So never been a real fan of of that program. Um, The reason I bring this up is because yesterday in the game between Iowa and the Ohio State at the end of the game, uh, Caitlin Clark gets hammered um, by fans storming the the, um, court. I mean, you don't see that very often in women's college basketball um, fans storming, and you know, to the Ohio State's, you know, uh, credit, they had what sixteen thousand people there at the game, which is awesome. You know, I went to a lot of games <laughs> in women's college basketball over the years that were not um, highly supported. Buffalo struggled uh, to fill their arena up there in Buffalo many times, and this, this the arena would be virtually empty. Uh, I've been to many tournaments at the college level in women's basketball where uh, holiday tournaments were not well attended. Um, 
so it's nice to see on that aspect but um this person running off to the court ran ran into caitlin clark or did caitlin clark run into the person and, and then they did she did this sort of flop and um, but it was interesting. The Iowa coach, again, you know, repeated kind of what I'm saying that, that there should be more safety. There should be more attempts at protecting the athletes. And if that had been my daughter on the court and while Ohio State fans are clamoring and being all excited and bumped in and knocked her down, I would have been a pretty pissed off parent myself. So, um, you know, things need to be done in a, in a, in a better way to protect these athletes. Um, on that end, I think athletes these days, and this gets back to my argument about the whole damn portal right now. I mean, there's no loyalty amongst players anymore. These teams, these coaches have to do enormous amount of recruiting and re-recruiting because they don't have players anymore that are committed to programs. And that's a fault of the, of college sports, giving these athletes too many opportunities to basically do whatever the hell they want and and not have any accountability. And that's really what's been lost in college sports is accountability. And uh, that's a sad state of affairs because then it teaches these young adults not a lot of accountability as they move forward beyond college. Some of these college athletes never finished college. It's those that do, you know, What does that mean when they go off to do their job and and all these things? That's my philosophical look and take on our show today. Um, So let's get out of college sports here and back to the Brownies. Um, The Browns, again, well, let's pause for a quick break here. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. We will be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. So the Browns, um, they got to find an offensive coordinator. They sound like they've got a tight end coach. The other big news that developed this evening was Bill Callahan, who is the Browns offensive coach of the offensive lineman, right? Well, his son, Brian Callahan, who was the offensive coordinator with the Cincinnati Bungles, he now is being, um, it's been out, been out there this evening that they are, that the Tennessee Titans are ready to hire him as their new head coach. Well, Bill is his dad, and there's a lot of chatter right now that will Bill jump ship and go to Tennessee to work with his son, Brian. It only makes perfect sense. I'd do it. You would do it. So I think the Browns are going to lose their offensive um, line coach, and now they got to find an offensive um, coordinator as well. Just a lot. And I'm not real happy with how things ended with Jim Schwartz. Anybody hear from Jim Schwartz recently? Anybody? Anybody? Um, Bueller? Bueller? Um, I mean, that performance that the Browns laid an egg on in the, against Houston was so awful. Has anybody just asked Jim about that? Like, I haven't heard a lot of comments about that. Have you? I don't know. I'm not hearing a lot. I just... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, he'll probably stick around. I don't think anybody's beating down his door to have him be, become their next head coach, but you never know. Um, so the Browns have a lot going on. They have a lot of decisions to make. Uh, I would say, you know, right now, you know, the, the Browns also are going to be focusing on, on uh, the free agency market starts going here um, later in March, and we've got a little bit of time before then. Then we have the draft. We'll be looking at a lot of draft, uh, what the Browns need to be looking at. Obviously, offensive line help would be great. Um, We've had some chatter about, you know, running backs. You know, we want Nick Chubb to come back. Is Jerome Ford really the guy that we want there? Um, What will the Browns do with that? And then let's not, you know, the other big conversation piece, again, continues this week to be, Okay, we got Deshaun coming back, which half of the Browns pop, uh, fan base is happy about, and the other half is completely, like, hates it. So with that, then you got this Joe Flacco guy, you know, Flacco-mania. Uh, it was indicated today that the Browns and Andrew Berry would love to have Joe Flacco back, but like, as Tony Grossi mentioned in his conversation and, and answering, asking him questions at the press conference, at a at a at a certain price, I don't see Joe coming back to Cleveland, despite his love affair with with Cleveland recently. It just doesn't seem like that's going to happen again. I mean, the only way Joe's going to come back in the NFL is if he's a starter, and he might as well just sit at home, eat his popcorn, and wait for the next call next uh, football calendar year. By the way, have you looked at the Browns' schedule? Like, I know the schedule schedule's not out, but have you seen their opponents? My God, no one wants to talk about that. They're playing everybody under the sun that's been great. I mean, they're, I, 
let's see here. I think I, I think I got this here. Um, let me take a look here. I wrote wrote this down here. Yeah. Okay. So the Browns have eight home games. In those home games, be, besides their divisional opponents, the Browns are hosting. That's right, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Los Angeles Chargers. That's tough, folks. Those are home games. But the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins at home? Um, On the road, they got to play the Eagles, the Broncos, who everybody thought, oh, we're going to beat the Broncos. Well, guess what? We got beat by the Broncos, and we got to go back out to Denver next year and try to beat them. They got to play the Eagles, the Broncos, the Jaguars, who will probably be much healthier, and uh, Trevor Lawrence will be 110% better. Then they got to play the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, plus they got to go out to Los Angeles or Vegas and play the Raiders. Wow. And throw in there the Washington Commanders. Not, I mean, they'll have a new coach. Who knows? You know, the Browns' schedule next year is going to be a bear. It's going to be tough, and no one that's going to be a huge issue going into next year. I don't care who you are. Um, then there's all this conversation about well, the Browns have got to win the division if they want to go far, like we because they got beat in a playoff game at Houston. So the only way good the Browns are going to go far is if they get a home game. And they got to do that by winning the, the division. Hmm. The Browns haven't won a division, I think, since, correct me if I'm wrong, 1989? Uh, that's um, almost 40 years. <laughs> so, Lord have mercy. The Browns winning the AFC North would be monumental, but... You look at that schedule. They didn't win it this year. Baltimore won it this year. And if Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, you know, who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Lord help us. I hope to God they don't win the Super Bowl. But they're going to be back. And you got every other team, Joe Burrow and the Bungles. And we don't know what's going on in, in Pittsburgh. We, You know, they, they do have Tom on there. <laughs> It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting time. Um, lots to talk about. We'll talk more on other of other shows later this week. We've got What the Elf Was That, Dog Pound South. We've got the Browniacs. We've got the Browns Blitz. Lots of shows coming up this week on our Fanatical Elves Network. We appreciate you so much. And we I appreciate you tuning in to my Johnny Cleveland show every week. We'll try to bring a couple of these to you. I know I'm talking to our team at the Fans First Sports. We'll have some additional shows and programming as we gear up for free agency, as we gear up for uh, the NFL draft. So we're excited to be providing you that. We do this just for the fun of it because we enjoy talking Browns, just like you talk Browns every day. And so we like the fact that and you know that you tune in and that just spread the love, spread the words. Um, hey, these guys, the Fanatical Elves Network, they're a bunch of cr- wild and crazy guys, but but they love the Browns, and we try to provide a little bit of entertainment along the way. Folks, have a great night. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, and remember to, that's right, 
keep smiling. See ya. I got to find my exit music. Where is it? Okay. See ya, everybody.